Hello, everybody, to the Leftology podcast. Uh, today we are coming before the election. We're recording on Monday the second. Um, hopefully, everything hasn't turned to hell, but uh, we don't know. We live before the apocalypse currently. Uh, we'll be there experiencing it with you, but uh, right now we're still uh, not dying. We're not full doomer. See, I don't know, dude. It, it's either like, I don't know, is it full doomer if uh, Trump wins? What are you, uh, what are you predicting? I think Biden's going to win, but I don't want those words to be held on to me uh, Dude, for some reason. I, uh, I, I really – so so Biden's obviously going to win. I think it's like 90 to 10 still on a 538. Yeah, so the but, more people are represented, the more likely <laughs> it will be. But – I'm really hoping he like takes like key states like Florida like tomorrow night because I think Florida is one of the ones that'll be like most ballots will be counted by tomorrow. So Florida will be actually be callable. We still got to figure out what's happening with those 127,000 uh, ballots in Texas because uh, the su- Texas Supreme Court denied the Republican request. Uh, I think it's going to another court with uh are they moving it up? Yeah, it's going to oh. another court with a really, uh, really Republican-leading judge. I'm try- I'm stumbling on his. I'm forgetting his name right now. I think his initials are like AH or something. It's like Hannon. Okay, that that's probably a, a higher, much higher level court than state. But um, today we're gonna start off by going over some candidates I picked out that uh, some are crazy. Uh, some are extremely worrying, but there's only three so far. Uh, this should give you a fairly good understanding of like fringe right candidates. Just these three in general are really good. Yeah. In the 30 minutes of research I did, um, you can get a pretty good understanding of the whole. Do you got any uh, Q heads? Uh, I have one. I have one Q head. The, there, how many Q supporters are running for office there's like uh I believe a handful there was double digits before the primaries but i don't know how many are left and a there lot of them, double digits before the primaries def i think it was at least 18 people but Holy a lot of those got defeated at the primary level but there's Cause the primaries were a couple months ago so i'm must, i'm surprised that there were that many back then because it really just blew up over this uh, uh so pandemic. if you understand uh, the reason q blew up during the pandemic is because they totally shifted their outlook oh the- i didn't realize that because- i thought it was just because people were home on facebook all the time oh uh, it is it is facebook um but they kind of shifted how they were doing everything from the the regular queue because they realized that that was getting too much media attention. It was too obvious. So oh, yeah, and they shifted to the Save the Children thing. They shifted to, I think it was a British campaign for charity. They took up the hashtag Save the Children, and it's a uh, like anti-human trafficking thing, which is it's a little malicious because anti-human trafficking is like the obvious moral stick. The obvious moral choice on that, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of clouding it. If you want a better understanding, watch. I believe there's a good Vosh video on it now. And if, if yeah, you yeah, he, I, I watched that. I watched him talk about it on stream. I think he just came out with like uh, that stream clip on video today or yesterday. Yeah, I haven't seen all of it, but uh, it, just a general understanding. Uh, people like that are bad because they 
take the cases. They misrepresent them. They call the hotlines when you don't need to call the hotline. So it just gets clouded up and it makes it harder to handle actual human trafficking. Um, but it, awareness for human trafficking, good. Uh, whatever they're doing, not very good. But that won't be an issue until later on in the podcast. Um, so I've chosen three here in order from all across the country um, on both sides, but not, nowhere in the middle because I'm not going to find any weird ones in the middle. Uh, or I didn't. So the start us off here. Uh, we have Kevin Hayes, who is the Constitution Party candidate for U.S. Senate <laughs> in North Carolina. So <laughs> just some background Dude. information on Kevin. Um, he looks like a, uh, if you want to know what he looks like. Uh, oof. Wait, which, which did we look at this guy the other day? What's his name? That, Kevin, that's the uh, one I was describing to you. What's his before. last name? Kevin Hayes, H A Y E S. Um, oh, so, fuck, he's a hockey player. <laughs> no, that's the wrong guy. I know. <laughs> uh, so his, so if you want to learn more about these third part, these third parties running for uh, Senate, like they're running for these big offices. This guy has 163 liking his Facebook page for his U.S. Senate run, just to give you some like understanding of where this guy is on how he could possibly win this election, which is not at all. Um, he's your typical constitution candidate. He's, we're gonna go over the full spectrum of right. The wing. constitutional party's so silly. Cause it's like the, the big, we want the freedom party, but there is far off right as like you can get. And uh, um, it, it, it's a weird measure of things. It is socially right. And it is also it, it's slightly authoritarian, but it's not like full authoritarian. But it is like authoritarian social wise, if that describes them fairly yeah. well. So, um, this is uh, I know abortion's fairly controversial. Um, I will put it out there that I am personally pro choice, but I am a man, so my opinion doesn't matter. Um, so, his opinion, who is also a man, says, I'm 100% pro life. I am 100% pro-life. All life is precious, and we must end America's Holocaust, abortion. Every day, 3,000 babies are killed in the womb. I will do all I can to protect the pre-born. And we've looked that up. That is uh, a true statistic, isn't it? Uh, it? It's not. It's probably not that off, but it's kind of conflating uh, all the trimesters kind of together to support some moral argument that no, not many people agree with. So kind of the, the way many Republicans take the abortion argument and other people on the right take it is the late-term abortions. Two out of the three that we're going to look at today, their argument is anti-abortion in all sense, all three trimesters, kind of all together, life begins at conception. Uh, for those that don't really know the argument very well, uh, the life begins at conception thing was a right-wing evangelical argument that starts about in the late 70s as a response to Jimmy Carter. I want to say desegregating schools further because you already had the pushback in the 60s. It was kind of a way to take the 
or the segregation politics that they had about a decade or two earlier and transform them into something else because before that evangelicals were in they agreed with the bible which is uh, life begins at first breath before then in general there's probably some outliers that became the heads of the new group but that's the very general telling of how the modern evangelicals came to be on that opinion i'm pretty sure like the whole argument for uh being anti-abortion is literally just it's the simplest way of uh constituting what counts as a life it's a very like easy time to point at and understand for people and when you look at like the left-wing arguments for like personhood and shit like that i think it goes over a lot of people's heads uh, definitely it's 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 very complicated because where's the line really is the the argument there because it's like if you put it at 20 weeks what's what's the difference between 19 20 21 you gotta yeah. understand all that like it's it's hard to tell really it's it's an argument that can get very mixed up very easily dude i was surprised to even find out that like destiny is like uh pro-life uh, I did not know that about him. Yeah, I was watching uh, a clip of him the other day briefly, and uh, apparently he's pro-life. Because <laughs> he said it's like, conception's just the easiest point to point to uh, when it comes to when it becomes a life. But also, so it's like, I don't know, man. It's it's so weird to, uh, this isn't an abortion discussion, but it's also so weird to automatically point to, like, it's baby murder, and like, the all murder is bad thing. Yeah. But that's a that's a discussion for another time. That's a I don't I don't like <laughs> arguing abortion. It's not it's not a, it's a topic I stray extremely far away from if I can. If I can't, I'm not having a good time. I but, yeah, it's one of those things that's like people are really touchy about. Um, but this first thing is not what I picked this candidate to talk uh, for to talk about. It's no, but these, that is funny. Him calling it the America, America's Holocaust. <laughs> I, I, that cannot be his term. That that comes from a higher level, definitely. You think so? There, there's no way he's the first guy to come up with that. No, dude. It's always so funny. It's like, um, there's like Holocaust survivors calling the camps at the border concentration camps, and right wingers are always like, "That's crazy." Yet they'll go call fucking abortion America's Holocaust. Okay, so these next two are uh, the third ones. I've heard it before, but the second one I have never, I've never heard a single person argue this. Pro gun, anti gun, never heard this argument before. But here it is: Second Amendment. I am pro Second Amendment and an advocate for constitutional carry. I'm opposed to the concept of red flag laws that decriminalize mental illness. No, they criminalize it. Leads, yeah. <laughs> leads to the confiscation of one's firearms and revokes an individual's Second Amendment right without due process. These actions go against the very concept of being an American with protected rights. I will be the best friend of every gun owner in North Carolina, unlike Senator Tillis. So it's just that is... we shouldn't take guns away from the mentally ill. It's kind of a oh, I that's, know, that's... that's just that's a really strange argument. To be like, there is nothing that constitutes taking someone's rights rights away. So technically, 
like if you took this argument to its logical end, jails are like unconstitutional by this guy's standards because you're uh, taking away someone's like freedom to move if you lock them up in jail. That's not uh, if you're talking about right wingers, the right wingers only care about two amendments, the first and the second. That's it. No, they, I, I, I'm aware. I'm aware. But like if, if you're we're talking, talking about, about the Constitution, the Constitution allows for slavery as a punishment, which is the constitutional justification for prison work or prison labor. So, oh, yeah, yeah, it, it's the freedoms in the Constitution Party are delegated completely from the original view of the Constitution. Not the whole first one. Uh, you do not have a right to peacefully uh, protest in the first one. The first you do have that. No, no, I'm oh, saying, right wing, yeah, I was talking about the right wingers. It's like they're they like the first most of the First Amendment and then part of the second one. Dude, um, it's also funny. It's like uh, it's like edgy jokes are funny until it's back against you. It's 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 funny until you start punching up. Uh, so this third argument I've heard before, but it, it's not one that I've seen very often. It's very much a libertarian kind of argument. But uh, education, the federal government has no constitutional authority to regulate education. I will do all in my power to help return education back to the state where it belongs. Which is, it's a kind of a get rid of the education department at the governmental level, which has only been around since the 70s, if I'm correct. It's just just a weird argument. This is such a, a weird, uh, I don't know, man. It's an interesting mix of like lib off, you know? Like libertarian authoritarian shit. Oh yeah, it definitely is. Um, I've... Like I said, the, the, the right-wingers only care about two amendments, the first and the second. I've actually never heard of anyone going full uh, full privatize all school systems. That's not thought, privatized. It's getting rid of the uh, Federal Bureau of Education, Federal Department of Education. Uh, so we're the, still funding schools, but we don't regulate them? What? Well, the, the federal... The federal level only funds about two to three percent. Yeah, the U.S. Department of Education. Uh, it's kind of just it. I guess it's a response to things like Common Core, in a sense. <laughs> I'd wonder. Uh, <laughs> I'd wonder how he feels about critical race theory being taught in the schools. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was listening to a British <laughs> podcast on critical race. <laughs> they were talking about uh, some British person trying to remove it from schools. And they're talking about how it's like a cultural war win to change absolutely nothing. Yeah, we're gonna ban this thing that's not taught. Who who's teaching critical race theory in high school? Dude, I'm pretty I, sure I, it's it's not even that common in college. It's like only if you're a sociology major. Right? Yeah, I I didn't even read a book in English three. When are they gonna figure out time to give me critical race theory lessons? Dude, that's that's one of the funniest things. It's always like freedom, freedom, freedom for like businesses and stuff, and like businesses should be able to ever to do whatever they want. But then Trump comes in and like bans like racial diversity training, which the racial diversity training is a bit goofy, and that's a whole different conversation. But it's always like it's always funny when they come down on like we are full freedom, full freedom, except for this, except for that stuff we don't like. It's just a view of history. It's just like. It's analyzing race power throughout history. That's it. That, that's it. No. It's, it's not some like deliberate like Marxist plot, Antifa plot. 
to destroy America. It's just a way to analyze things. That's it. Dude, I think it's because, like, man, it really is just, like, there's a lot of people in this country. Like, centrists, you know, I was saying I said this the other day, like, centrists are just, like, pussy Republicans, you know? And you got a lot of people that are, like, low-key a little racist in this country, or or at least, like, (laughs) or very cozied up to racism, but they really just don't want to admit it, like, centrists that don't want to admit they're just fucking Republicans, and so, like, they'll go, like, way overboard by being, like, we can't have any analyzation of race. We can't think of America as racist at all because I'm not racist. I can't, I can't live in a racist nation. I can't accept racism as around me. Because I think, like, if you identify it in the things around you, you almost have to automatically identify it within yourself. And I, I think people are, are afraid to come to terms with the fact that they are such a socially unacceptable thing. But it's, it's really important. People really need to, like, realize their racial biases. And I think we all have them. Yeah, if we're talking about a political sense, uh, political, what was the word? In a political sense, the word centrist is kind of, in my view, off. Because there is no one that's, like, truly politically neutral completely. So if we're talking about like American moderates, it is an amalgamation of just policies or opinions because many of them aren't very extremely policy specific, I guess. But they're, it's not that they're like far right or far left in particular, nor are they like politically neutral. They have opinions. They're just a mixed bag of them. Like you might have a, mar- a, a like Trump supporter that's like for some reason pro- Medicare for all. It's just a grab bag of opinions for, I'm not going to call that person specifically a moderate. I feel like most of those people, most of those people end up aligning themselves with uh, one or one party or the other though. Yeah. I just hate the people that are like, uh, like I was looking through the comments of a, uh, like Peterson and Zizek's uh, debate. And it's just like a bunch of uh, people like, acting like they're so enlightened because they can see both sides of the argument. Which, and dude, P- P- Peterson's another person we could do a, a fucking podcast on because I've, I've, <laughs> I've come to some... I, I revisited him now after, like, being further away from, like... Uh, indoctrinated by my propaganda. Yeah, after being, un- like, unindoctrinated from that shit. And my opinions of him, there's some things that I fucking hate He's a very pathetic man at this point. That's mainly no, because his is. daughter feeds him three steaks a day. <laughs> Please, somebody help that man escape his daughter. Somebody. Dude, I forgot he about needs that. It. He's on that like insane fucking diet. That that's not a diet that you can survive on. Like that much protein and fat is. Ooh. Did you see the no, clip of him like crying, talking about what was it? Some I don't know what it was about. Let me find it on YouTube. Uh, you talk for our listeners so they don't See, have to but, listen to but blank. I think like like I was thinking about I was thinking about uh what I dislike about him recently and I think it's the way his supporters take his message like he talks about like the world's tough so sometimes you just gotta like pick yourself up and like uh work extra hard and like straighten yourself up be a better man or whatever which I don't think is horrible rhetoric 
for an individual sense. But my problem is, is his supporters take that and go, like take that to its logical extreme and go, we should not fix anything broken with our system because you can just pick yourself up. Yeah, there's uh, it, there's a weird amount of moderates. Like there's different kinds. Uh, there's definitely the kind uh, that other people talk about. They think that the parties will keep each other in check. So they'll like vote for a, a Republican for House or Senate, but they voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016 just because they despise Donald Trump. It's like, that's not how that works. They're not going to, you're just going to end up with a standstill. This isn't Wait, what are you talking about now? I feel like you shifted the conversation. Oh, a different type of moderate than like oh, yeah. the Jordan Peterson enlightened centrists that are actually just far-right sickos or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, but I just like, I wish, because I, that's something that I've noticed a lot is the people that will recognize the system's fucked up but will not want to take, do anything to fix it. And that is the centrist thing. It's the, but it's not like an I'm an enlightened centrist. It's, it's the, uh, it's the inaction centrist. It's like, I don't know, man. It's almost like, it's really fucking nihilistic and just, you know, everything's fucked. So just do whatever it works for yourself or whatever. Don't try to fix anything, you know? Yeah. Dude, it's like, it's like you have to t- climb a 20 foot wall to get over or to get out of your house every day. And instead of working to tear that wall down over time, you just get better and better at climbing over it and then yell at people that can't climb like when they can't get over the wall. It's right. really silly yeah um uh what were you saying about what clip did you just try to pull up uh what clip oh the jordan p uh it's a jordan peterson cries over individualism he's talking about uh, the collectivist theories that came into popularity during the 20th century and he just yeah, starts crying learn more about that uh if uh, go please check out that video i might link it in the description <laughs> it's it's kind of funny it's kind of sad uh, but i'm gonna go ahead if we're talking we talked about individualism in the last two minutes so i'm gonna uh transition off of that and the next person we have is the uh oh, Alaska that, that's really his only three policies that that's it that's all of it um uh, oh okay <laughs> let me go back um before we go to the next one uh for those who don't want to waste their time going to his website his about section is talking about how he can accomplish stuff and how he's worked with both democrats and republicans but the only thing so far on his website that he's worked with both parties on was getting a bill passed so that he could run for Senate. It was like lowering the amount of uh, people you needed to be on the ballot. That That's it. That That's his only accomplishment. Dude. Getting the one bill passed that allowed him to run for office. What the fuck? <laughs> All right, who's our, who's our next uh, candidate? Uh, okay, um, as I was saying, uh, our next candidate is the Alaskan Independence Party candidate for U.S. Senate. And, uh, you guessed it, Alaska. Uh, his name is John Howe. Uh, he, is, he was born in Washington, and he's moved over to Alaska uh, when he was like 19 or whatever. Uh, but this guy only has one policy, and it, it's a very important policy to him. Um, he won the, or no, he came in second in the jungle primary for Alaska's Democratic and Independence parties, which Al Gross won. Um, but his main policy is money. 
Does he have a website? It's a very bad website that I could code if you gave me like two hours to study HTML, HTML and CSS again. Um, so I'm going to read directly from his website. What is money? Money is an item desired by most people. What causes monetary instability? A sudden change in the valuing of money by most people. Money can have direct value and it can have fiat value. The U.S. dollar has no direct value. The U.S. dollar has a very high fiat value because of manipulation by the Federal Reserve. 20, 2006. Steel prices went up dramatically because of Three Gorges Dam in China coming online. The Three Gorges Dam gave China the largest steel reproduction reprocessing facility in the world. Gosh, I need to learn how to speak. This demand for steel caused a following increase in other commodities and specifically gold. High gold price. Oil producers start asking for paying gold and oil prices go through the roof. 2008. High fuel costs caused people living on the edge to lose houses. Government claims it was to do due to he spells do wrong. It's D-O. It's supposed to be D-U-E here. Due to <laughs> bad mortgages rather than admit it was due to the dollar's loss of value. He's blaming the 2008 housing crisis and the subsequent 2008 stock market crash on the dollar's loss of value <laughs> um if the dollar had a high direct value which being on the gold standard this would not have happened which i highly doubt that um the government account is 2008 was bad banking so make more rules provide more money stock market goes up due to inflation that, that that's not true uh, i don't think so um Government and the Federal Reserve claim they saved the U.S. I called BS. Bad story. <laughs> Can't even curse on his own website. Manipulation helps the fully fiat money of the world continue. If we eliminated manipulation and have direct value, we would have stability. The number one and often overlooked advantage of gold as a leading item for direct value. The amount of gold in circulation, even with extremes from mining industrial use, has fluctuated less than 1% per year over all of man's history. Do I suggest we eliminate the Fed and go to the gold standard? Not immediately, as this would hasten the final collapse of the U.S. dollar and extreme loss to Alaskans. The Federal Reserve will end us on when the U.S. dollar collapses. <laughs> A currency backed by gold, silver, copper, and strategic metal would be great but would be impossible to get the United States to do it this time. Best we can do for now is lessen the burden the federal government places on Alaskans, so we have better chance to store wealth before the collapse. So his whole thing is like anticipating Is just bringing collapse. back the gold standard? No, it's anticipating a U.S. dollar collapse and then replacing the currency. Uh, so there's a second policy. Uh, for some reason, he divides he, his main policies on his home website, and then there's a, just a section for what I just read. Uh, let me read this next section in a normal voice. Uh, we are buff buffeted, buffeted by many ills from government. Foremost in my mind is taxation. The government, federal, state, borough, sit, city, all other, all are thieves. Even when the spending comes from a vote of the people, it is stealing. The only difference is those who that voted for the spending are now also guilty. <laughs> How do we fund give the government without theft? It may sound as a joke, and it definitely is a joke, um, uh, until you spend a few weeks thinking about it. 
but the the funding must come from individuals voluntarily giving. <laughs> How much of an individualist dumbass must you be to think that we can fund an entire country on people voluntarily giving their money? <laughs> Dude, I guess you have to be a libertarian. Okay. It, so, that's, raise... so that's how he thinks the government's going to work. We're just going to end taxes and people are just going to donate. The government will become charity. Uh... God, dude, that's such an obvious, like, you'd think that's such an obvious bad idea. Like, you think you hate co- corporate cronyism now. Imagine if we just ended taxes and our fucking senators and president were completely funded off, like, donations. Uh, here's another. I'll read some more selections. If government is not voluntary, it is a dictatorship. I will do all I can to end taxes. <laughs> like his whole thing is like being like a super constitution guy. So like, is the is the Independence Party like another Libertarian Party? It, what is the Independence Party? It's Alaskan party? Independence Party. Oh. So I I think it's like the Quebecois with their Independence Party and the Scottish with theirs. They, Wait, their their logo kind of owns the Alaskan Independence Party. Yeah, dude. Oh, With let's the make a fucking polar bear on it. Okay, uh, is this copyrighted? I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. I want to use this as the thing I post uh, as our little picture. Uh, but any thoughts? Because that that's all this guy has. Put put money on the gold. St- no. Wait for the U.S. dollar to collapse and then create a new currency based on the gold standard. And then let's stop taxation. I don't know, dude. The taxation one's such a fucking goofy one. Because it's just like... I guess, dude... I don't know, man. I don't even know where to start with that. That's such that's such a big conversation that like we could do a whole podcast on with like the, the libertarians wanting to just fuck it, privatize everything. Like, barely... Fi- like... You want a government, but you don't want to have taxes to fund it. Yeah, I, I don't. They won't. They won't funding. I, I don't think these people completely understand where the funding comes from, exactly. Like, I guess it's just like, do you really think like the average person's just going to be donating to their senators like part of their paychecks uh, willingly? And do you really think that's going to? Do you really think that's going to end up being a good thing in the long run? uh the the donations for the government yeah like running it all donations oh no 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 No, it's obviously bad to us but like how could you think that's a good idea this guy in my opinion after reading both policies and thinking about it for two weeks like he did um uh i've become enlightened and realized if this guy these two policies combined are pure genius because his uh, voluntary taxation well, mean the vo- taxation is much much lower. The government would probably get less than probably five hundred billion dollars. Let's let's say that there's a bunch of liberals that are like, I will fund the U.S. government. It so would U- be some fucking liberals too. <laughs> it fucking would hey, be. Hey, It'd hey, be some, that's yes, some of our audience. We bitches. can't go after them yet. We can't go after them yet. That's some of our audience. We have to indoctrinate them with propaganda before we can go after liberals. <laughs> That is a joke. Uh, please do not put me on a watch list. That's fine. Uh, but ooh, 
I think it, it's a perfect combination policy. So the voluntary taxation collapses the U.S. government. The collapse of the U.S. government sees the collapse of the U.S. dollar um, and the revolution that appears after the collapse of the U.S. government because they can't fund themselves uh, comes a new government that now gets to decide a new currency and then they back it with uh, special metals. This, this just, man, this man's playing 12D chess. How are you going to donate to the government? You got to fucking buy a U-Haul truck. <laughs> uh, you got to buy a U-Haul truck to do your fucking taxes. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine you go up to the self-checkout at Target and instead of having like... Um, like a thing that sucks in your dollar, you just drop a precious metal in like a bucket and it melts it down and scans it. <laughs> Please pay for your baby diapers with your wedding ring. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine you fucking come up short for your price? You just go, Paul ain't gonna like this. You just pop your <laughs> wedding ring. It won't just be drug addicts looking for copper. <laughs> Dude. Oh my God. You'll start seeing people get like their fingers cut off for wedding rings and shit. Ooh. Where else can you steal gold from? Are, are we going to bring back like bank robbing and shit? There, there's <laughs> copper wiring now. Uh, so you oh. could just, just dewire a building. Dude, see, that's what we need to do, Cam. We got to take our fake dollars and go buy up a bunch of copper wiring for when the yeah. dollar crashes. No, dude, we buy up all this copper wiring, and then when the dollar crashes, we'll be fucking rich, dude. Copper's already, like, really expensive, so... Maybe this plan... Maybe I didn't think this through. Yeah, um... We we hope the best for uh, Al Gross in that election, because um, he would caucus with the Democrats. Uh, does I he don't... have... Does he have any other policies? No, that's a it's the two twelve dimension chess policies and nothing else. He looks Maybe. like a cool guy. I'd go like fucking dog sledding with him. <laughs> I'd go on a plane and then a slightly smaller plane and then a U-Haul truck to meet him. Dude. <laughs> I'm still thinking about Kevin, man. He looks like someone I've seen before, but I can't fucking put my finger on it. Uh see, Kevin who? Oh Kevin Hayes. Uh, Kevin Hayes. Uh, I don't know. He kind of looks like a Minecraft skin of Ben Shapiro a little bit. Because <laughs> he's like I, more square. I could go a local reference, but I don't want to like do something that only people from Florence that go to Lulu's would get. So yeah. Um. So the next one we have on the agenda is a little bit more concerning because a these people are on the far right in the authoritarian scale um like not even like pretending like you but not even like pretending libertarian kind of deal she is ooh, she's known for spouting q stuff on facebook and it looks like she has a is this very, the georgia one yes she has a very high chance of winning uh where it's basically guaranteed. I am, of course, talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, her quote, Save America, Stop Socialism. Uh, she is running for the U.S. House, and this can be very concerning. So 
we went from laughing to being a little worried because this person is definitely going to do something to where they'll get a clip calling out AOC and that'll be on your YouTube recommended page. Please do not click it. But um, we're going to learn a little bit more about her. Um, Dude, real quick, the whole running on the uh, saving America from socialism thing is one of the most insane fucking theories. The like, fact, the fact that like they we're the ones the, trying to save you, <laughs> dude. Not even that. The fact that the right wing has put up put out so much propaganda that people genuinely, full wholeheartedly believe that Joe Biden is a socialist coming to take all your money away is just so fucking insane to me. That's the weird thing too with the like more moderate democrats is they'll like if we elect bernie they'll call him a socialist it's like no matter who you elect they'll call them a socialist it doesn't I, matter might as well just get the socialist in there see see that's why i wish dude here's what pissed me off about the uh last debate is is um joe biden trying to so heavily separate himself from socialism and being like no no this isn't socialized medicine this is just uh having a public option for everybody this is way different than bernie sanders and he's like and when he talks about his medicare plan and when he talks about his uh environmental plans he he always has to shit on the more radical plans to push his to like a more moderate area and why i don't get that because uh, because sure he's trying to swing for moderate Republicans, which he still has a possibility of getting. Um, I, I don't think there's that many, because if they're already anti-Trump, they're already anti-Trump. Yeah, because like, if you're already like so anti-Trump, you're just voting for whoever else. You already have those. And I feel like there are so many other left-wing bases that are just not galvanized. Like He's done jack shit for like galvanizing the uh, Latino and Black vote. And like do give it it maybe throw a bone so that like some lefties want to actually go out and vote for you like at least promise what like pete Buttigieg was gonna do do you because like like healthcare wise i do not do not what did uh what did pete Buttigieg want to do this was a public option he went from medicare for all early on i believe to a public option what is up with the public option it's a slightly better it's expanding it's uh making sure everybody has insurance at least It'll probably, yeah. if implemented and with a uh, Republican majority anywhere time in the fu- any time in the future, it would be gutted definitely. But I uh, if it'd like be something, I kind of worry with like some of these policies is that they don't go all the way enough and they only go halfway. And since they don't go all the way, it doesn't work as well. And since it doesn't work as well, people will immediately discredit it and be like, "Let's go back, let's go back." Oh, definitely. That's what happened with Obamacare after it got gutted from the republicans which they shouldn't have let it get gutted they held a majority for long enough time to get it completely passed like the amount of bills that got passed during the new deal just i would say put shame to whatever obama and the democrats from the 2008 2010 period did because they could have gotten a, a lot more done but that's hindsight you can't really change that by criticizing them at this point oh yeah um but 
We've I am to- definitely, uh, I am definitely frustrated with the Democrats for pushing anti-left messaging and like playing into the scared Republican thing. Because like, I don't think you're going to convince a moderate right-wing Fox News viewer that Joe Biden's not a fucking socialist after all that indoctrination, or that sorry, it's not Joe Biden that's a socialist. It's that it's just a secret evil progressive Kamala that's kind of come in there and really get you afterwards. Yeah, because like. What was it? Liz Cheney was talking about how Kamala's language for something something else. I don't know. I didn't watch the clip. But it, it sounded too much like Karl Marx. I'm not listening to Liz Cheney speak. Her dad should be in jail. Who the fuck listens to Kamala Harris speak and thinks fucking Karl Marx? I don't know. It's, I think it was talking about like healthcare or something like that. I Dude, don't know. I, I wish we would... I wish Democrats would push to like teach kids in school at least a small bit of socialism just to not even to push kids towards the left wing for propaganda but just to end this like fear of it and this misunderstanding of it because like like you, I've said you this- can't do that because like if we're going to look at the past in the a in 2014 i believe ap created a new u.s history guidelines to follow and it was a lot more critical of the United States history-wise than the past years have been. And that was because it was correct, because having an accurate view of history criticizes the United States. Having an understanding of history realizes that we're not always the good guys. We're the bad guys and a good probably... A lot. Over the majority of it uh, in yeah. our conflicts. So they got what was it activism by like conservatives made it where it, by 2015 they had returned they had either returned to their old guidelines or they changed them to become more friendly with uh, american history so it, it would be very hard to get socialism accurately taught and if you meet two lefties they don't have any agreement over what the hell socialism yeah. is we talked about this the last podcast but i fucking hate lefty purity shit yeah, we, like, we need, we're so, we're very pure with who we try and pick because we all have our own particular, very specific views of how everything works and they all disagree because we all think we're self-important. Um, yeah. But uh, we I don't have, know, I need to, uh, I need to read this book and then we can talk about it because I'm on the uh, automated communism train right now. I'm for like I think dude I think where I'm at right now politically is like uh is market socialism a meme to call it that uh no because there's people who believe in it there's people who think it's a joke but I'm I'm fine if we got there I I would like I'd like market socialism and then to move towards communism as automation occurs I think we've talked a little bit a bit about this before, but uh, have it so like every worker has an ownership in their company, so that when their jobs get automated away, they're still making income, uh, because they had ownership in that company, yeah, and so they're still getting some of that company's income, and then I think that like I think that'd be a solid uh move. I just cannot, dude. I cannot get on with like uh the labor uh vouchers concept yeah, no. uh, but the, the, i think we need to come to a better understanding of as le- the left altogether because our enemy is definitely unified and we can definitely see that in uh when i'm about to get on topic in five seconds with marjorie taylor green 
Yeah. <laughs> Back to what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first of her policies, I'm going to go down. Uh, she's a mother of three, uh, blah, blah, blah. She owns, uh, cons- her and her husband own a construction business. She owns a yoga place or something around that. Uh, oh, She's one of those people. Oh, is it yoga? Oh, is she a crystal person? Is she like a crystal yoga person? Uh, no, no, no. Is it a yoga place? It's like a female gym or something. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Oh, dude, because I know like that. That's a big part of the CrossFit. <laughs> uh, she I'm has gonna... the same logo as the Trump Pence thing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> practically, a lot of conservatives have been doing that. Um. So I'm going to read the endorsements off. Uh, so on the homepage of her website, which is fairly well done from all the other Constitution, Libertarian, and Republican people I've seen, her website's definitely the best. Um, but on her homepage, you scroll down a bit. Here's her endorsements. Congressman Jim Jordan, uh, the House Freedom Fund, the Right Women Pack, Congre- Congressman Andy Briggs, uh, Charlie Kirk, Gun Owners of America, National Association of Gun Are those Rights her endorsements? Pack. Yes. Uh, Law Enforcement Today, a National Right to Work survey. Those are all of the endorsements she has included on her website. Uh, so let's see here. Um, some of her past, she graduated from UGA. Um, she has a bachelor's in business admin. And um, she's active on a national level of the national as the national director of Family America Project, or as I like to call them, FAP. <laughs> Some real planning went into that name. Um, I could not find a website for them, but I did find a. Web- I just found her web- website, the Marjorie Taylor Green. No, no, I mean oh. the, the families thing. But I did find oh. a Facebook group. Um, and here's a quote from something that was posted like four or five hours ago. Um, it was a news article linked with this saying, Biden condemned as discrimination the idea that faith-based homeless shelters, adoption agencies, and other charities would refuse to endorse same-sex marriage, transgender identity, and experimental cross-sex drugs and surgeries. So that's, that's the kind of people we're looking at. The, the kind oh, of people that are okay with homeless shelters denying gay people. How did we get here? Uh, <laughs> if you, you want to post in the Facebook group, uh, please do. Uh, it, it'd be funny. Uh, can <laughs> I advocate? What you think. It, it, tell them what you think. It, Let them know what you think about the gays uh, invading homeless shelters or something like that. Oh God, dude! I'm my brain's fucked up. I'm already thinking of all the conspiracies that probably go on in there about like uh, transgenders watched... coming into the homeless shelters to get the little kids. Uh, no, that was just one thing. It was uh, there's a lot of other things. There's this woman on there that one person reposted called Wendy Bell, uh, which she was talking about how she's ready for election day and thinks that it's going to be a red wave which every single or most polls completely denounce that that's a possibility. Dude, the unfortunate thing is because of the situation with the mail-in ballots is that could be a first day possibility. Uh, And dude, it really fucking depends on how the media messages this. CNN and NBC cannot concede that Trump won on election night. 
they need to not concede like fucking 2000. Uh, well, it, it was weird. Because I was, because I was reading about 2000, and a lot of people were like okay with uh Bush winning because it was like, was it MSNBC? I think originally said Gore won, and then Fox News said Bush won, and then everyone just followed Fox News and and claimed Bush won that night, and so there wasn't a hullabaloo about the recounts being stopped yeah because people think like uh election night is it and dude i just it it is a denial of all that's happened in the past kind of obscuring history because we have always done it to where all the votes votes are counted it's not when the night finishes but normally when the night finishes most votes are already counted so you can kind of declare at that point but, but you're gonna have to wait. Pennsylvania's not Pennsylvania's not counting their votes till like the next day, which is so stupid. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping for a landslide. I hope that we can call it the night of uh, for Biden. See, if we call it the night of and then count the rest of the votes, I think I think there's a good chance of a landslide. Uh, so for this candidate, um, which is somebody that's going to be in the House come January twentieth something. Uh, so their first part of policy is secure our borders, finish the wall. A country without borders is not a nation, which is completely untrue. Or <laughs> like, if we're talking about like in the sense of like a wall, yeah. I but don't. Like, I don't get this idea. Having like, do we not have states? Like, do states not exist? Like, we're our own somewhat independent nations in a sense. Like we make our own laws. We're not total subjects of the United States government. Or, but like the main thing is like, you could just walk from Belgium to the Netherlands because they formed the EU, but we view yeah, them as yeah. separate countries. Like, I think there's like a cafe where you can you can order coffee and within like a second you'll be on a different country. Also, isn't America to Canada fairly open travel? Uh, not now because they don't want to get the coronavirus as much oh yeah but before i mean yeah because it you gotta kind of my view is that a lot of policies have like two levels to them it's what they the argument is on top and it's what the argument it really is so if we're talking about speed limits here which is the best like the most personal way that i can explain it to somebody there's the first level which is that it controls the speed like the speed's not supposed to be over this you can punish somebody for that but the the real reason is to kind of create a flow of traffic that's safe for the things around it so that that's why the laws are a little bit more lax on the interstate than they are in neighborhoods because you can How come no libertarians come down on the speed limits i i don't know because a lot of them just hate roads in general um but kind of the real reason is like i said the flow of traffic so having a 70 mile per hour what oh um having a 70 mile per hour uh speed limit no cop is actually going to give you a speeding ticket if you're going 71 unless you meet a really like horrible one most of the time they won't really give you a ticket until you go about 81 so it's kind of to determine what the flow of traffic should be, in a sense, more than it is to define like what your maximum speed is. So for the wall, uh, 
there there is the uh, national sovereignty argument of borders uh, that is like the first level but under that is kind of just it's kind of a anti-white genocide kind of deal i don't want to say it's that extreme but Dude. Do, what is do you, do you know what parlor is so i was looking at oh, the, the right wing twitter yes she has her her uh social media links are facebook twitter parlor and instagram and i open up her parlor and her last tweet is if joe biden wins we wake up on wednesday with these people in charge too much is at stake and like <laughs> they're not picture, in charge on wednesday they come in charge no, in january dude. and the picture is the like goofiest photo of like communist antifa protesters oh dude her next week so okay so it looks like she also got uh, a post banned on facebook of her holding a gun and she's now doing a giveaway of that ar-15 <laughs> i violated the terms of service and that makes me a real freedom fighter i I don't get this anti-conserv like anti-conservative bias shit with like uh, social media websites. Maybe I'll just break the terms of service more. <laughs> it's like, bro, they'll thirteen fifty, but fucking when they get banned on Facebook, it's institutional uh, right wing racism or something like that. <laughs> racism is only real when you do it towards white people. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine <laughs> dude because like there's genuinely like a lot of them that believe it's like like i saw a tiktok today that was like uh it was a joke he's like i'm part i'm a white guy you know white people are the most oppressed uh race in this country it's really unfortunate <laughs> but like it's what these people like genuinely fucking believe dude it's like dude i got i broke the terms of service on twitter and i got banned for using my freedom of speech brother uh, here's I promoted a conspiracy theory that would eventually, if implemented uh, at a large scale, would lead to the tens of millions of deaths of uh, brown and black people. And I and they, they throw me off. I'm just using my freedom of speech. Dude, the people that are calling Joe Biden racist for the 1994 crime bill, which is racist, obviously, but are also in the same breath saying that system systemic racism isn't real. How do you hold those views? Like, you can't. Those completely counteract each other. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, like, <laughs> we'll eventually get back to the candidate. Don't worry. If that's, if that's Oh, she's got another like, tweet. She's Or she's got another, what do you call these? Another parlor. Fucking is, is where's Hunter? Off, off the, right out the oven? No, nah, it's, it's a couple of days old. Where's Hunter? Hashtag Biden crime family. <laughs> Do you think that is working with anyone that is not no, a full no, guy? the worst October surprise in history. Like Ebola was better than that. <laughs> so do, do we want to go through the rest of this person's policies? Where are her policies? I'm looking uh, at her pay at her website. Why, oh, why Marjorie? Marjorie. Yeah. Yep, okay, here we are. Save hey. America. Stop socialism. <laughs> Democratic <laughs> socialists are fighting. "Quote unquote democratic <laughs> socialists are fighting tooth dude, and nail." Dude, no, it's just like the Tuttle Twins. It's like socialism's back in America, but this time it's democratic, and there's confetti. <laughs> it's democratic socialists are fighting tooth and nail for a hostile takeover of our healthcare and so much more. 
radical socialists want America on Americans on the same government run healthcare plan with welfare recipients and illegal immigrants. <laughs> Marjorie Green is fighting against these radical socialists and will take the fight to Congress. Does she not think welfare recipients are Americans? How much power do they think AOC plus three has? <laughs> I mean, it'll be more. It'll be closer to like 1520 after this election, hopefully. It, oh, there's that many. Uh, it'll like, be at least 10, I'm going to say. Like uh, full DSA people or just progressives? Just progressives in general. Uh, the DSA has a couple of candidates. That's another topic, I think. They're not going to win unless they're running for the Democrats. Man, it'd be poggers, but... Uh, there's another Defend the Unborn. She supports conception uh, at life. And Wait, no, no, we gotta look at her Protect the Second Amendment. Or life can... at conception. Uh, Second Amendment, where is the... Oh, protect the Second oh. Amendment. As a constitutional conservative, Marjorie is a strong defender of our Second Amendment right to bear arms. Gun-grabbing politicians are aggressively working to prevent lawful citizens from protecting themselves. I will fight against red flag gun confiscation in the fight to end gun-free zones. When was the last time people were pushing for uh, uh, gun regulation? Last time? It normally comes after the shooting event. But, I mean, it's been a while since it's been, like, the national headline. Like, I can't remember the last time, like, anyone was trying to push actual uh, legislation. Because I know the last time I remember hearing about it in the news, and it was, it's probably happened more recently. The last time I remember hearing about it was the shooting in Florida with, um, with that kid that every right-winger hates now. Uh, uh, David Hogg. Hogg. Yeah. Like, that's the last time I remember people talking about, like... I mean, there's still, like, the background control. checks and stuff. Like, these people don't want anything on their Second Amendment. They don't They don't want any change at all. But, like... The fight to end gun-free zones, does that mean, like, she wants you to be able to carry a gun into the Goodwill? Or some school? shit? Dude, it's funny that you... The She's against red flag laws, too. What are red flag laws? So it, not... It's basically that you can't get a gun if you have, like, a history of uh, mental health problems i believe that's such and that seems like such an absurd uh like position to hold uh it, it permits police or family members to petition a state court to order the temporary removal of firearms from a person who may present a danger to themselves or others like this has to be personal on some level that's gotta people. be a fringe uh Oh, it definitely is. This person's awesome. a QAnon believer. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. Let's look through some more. Uh, her Defend the Unborn. Every life is precious. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Unborn children should not be condemned to a painful death for the mere crime of being inconvenient. Uh, I think there's some other lives that... uh. <laughs> Conservatives would love to put to death for the mere crime of being inconvenient, but anyway, Marjorie will fight to end abortion on abortion on demand by co-sponsoring the Life at Conception Act and stop taxpayer funding of abortion. We aren't taxpayer funding cannot go to abortion because of the Hyde Amendment. For those who do not know, yes, um, this is already a law. <laughs> yes, so the three percent of uh, Funding from Planned Parenthood that, or the three percent of functions that count as abortion under Planned Parenthood, 
have to be paid, I believe, privately or by something that's not the U.S. government. But the U.S. government can pay for the 97% of other things they do, including contraceptions that aren't abortion. Dude, I, that, that's the other thing. It's like there are people that will take the, uh, the, uh, that, that to the extreme and be like, no fucking condoms, no birth control. Well, those are just Catholics. Is Ted Cruz a Catholic? Is Ted Cruz Catholic? <laughs> he might be. I he was who i had in mind because he was like birth control or baby abortion pills or something like that that's but just like, like a conservative thing like a right-wing catholic kind of deal isn't uh, that isn't the uh, condom thing going along with that one bible verse that's talking about like man can never like spill his seed or something i i i do not know i i don't know and i think that's the same one that's like anti-masturbation uh, dude it's like And y'all hate gay people. You better stop jacking off, bro. I can't. I can't find religion for him. Let me find. Because uh, this guy's definitely a Christian. Also, what's the abortion on demand thing? Is they, that they, actually happening anywhere? I, I don't know. I do not know at all. Because uh, I've seen a lot of right wingers go along with that that whole narrative because like even with the right-wing laws in place or especially with the right-wing laws in place um like you can't get an like you need to at least have two appointments for both states which no are they still doing the thing in like uh fuck this was a couple years ago it was like north carolina you had to like go to some meeting it was like an aa like an AA's type meeting for like people getting an abortion and watch all these like videos of like babies dying and shit. That's extreme. That that's extreme. That was like not. That was less than ten years ago and might be now. But I, I'm not. Don't hold me that. But I, I'm pretty sure that was like less than ten years ago in either Texas or North Carolina. I don't know. Nor do I want to know that that existed. That's absolutely horrible thing to do. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go on to her next uh... next policy? Yeah. Uh, take care of our great veterans by supporting uh, government health care for American veterans. Uh, Marjorie stands with uh, President Trump in fulfilling our commitment to American veterans. Veterans are the backbone of our freedom. Without them, American values collapse. Marjorie will always stand with our veterans and will work tirelessly pre- to preserve and improve the American United States Department of Veteran Affairs, which is government health care so here's here's the trick if you want socialism you have to risk your life for america i mean yeah basically dude what 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 are what are american values like what do people think of as american values because that's such a vague that's so vague it is very vague it's normally the conservative values of like of like traditionalism like the nuclear family and like uh, mom dad two to three kids go to church um protestant church mainly um i don't know uh go to private schools hope your child isn't gay um Dude, this this is a. I think I talked about this earlier in this podcast, but this goes along with like one of the another one of the weird contradictions. Whereas people can like conservatives can fully see that we need to reach out to like take care of our veterans because they come back and they uh, often 
don't do well. And like after war, a lot of them, because of the mental health problems they have, end up becoming homeless. But they won't extend that thoughtfulness to like other people that are homeless because of mental illness and shit, which I think is the leading, I believe last time I checked, is the leading cause of homelessness usually is some sort of mental illness. So like they can yeah. see it with veterans because like veterans are this like protected. It, it's a class. group they care about because it's the only group they really des- believe deserves something for what they've done. That that's that's the only way you could get a government healthcare plan. I mean, because right now you've got people going over and risking their lives for a much worse healthcare plan, but it might it might be cheaper than Dude. what. I know how we can get hate speech laws passed in America. You got to add veterans as a protected class. I don't know if they'd sacrifice their <laughs> their weight. Yeah, I don't know if they'd no, they sacrifice the amount of think, hate speech they commit to be able. I don't to, think like, they'd give up the N word for that. Yeah, no, no. Uh, so the last one they have is just a total, uh, just total lack of monetary policy knowledge. Yeah, uh, pass the balanced budget amendment. Uh, the U.S. government can have a deficit because they print their own money. Uh, research that on your own. It's it's just a thing. Um, sure, having a large debt isn't great. Um, but, I mean, this is wrong. Uh, the uncontrolled congressional spending has created a $22 trillion national deficit, which is wrong. That's, it's debt, not deficit. Deficit is a singular thing, um, I guess. So Congress would have to have a balanced budget. Um, if you go in the long term, that would probably end up being uh, just the decreasing of social spending is probably what that means totally. Um, because there's no way this person is going to advocate for less military spending. Oh, for sure. Uh, dude, this... The... <laughs> Why is it always that like, conservatives are always worried about the budget but will be the biggest fucking deficit spenders like trump's added like billions of dollars to the military budget every year he's been in office but has massively cut taxes fucking reagan did the same thing fat tax cuts huge fucking uh the the tax cuts are the reason for the deficits because they don't really cut down spending they just move it to the military in a sense while they reduce the funds for the total government that's that's why you saw the national debt go over a trillion dollars with Reagan for yeah, the, the first, first time, time ever, and why it goes up a lot during Republicans. And I mean, Democrats do spend, but yeah, it's Democrats always... are a lot more moderate now. So they're or in the past two presidencies because Bill Clinton was the last guy who actually balanced the budget. Yeah, he, he no, he wasn't the last. Or yeah, he was like the last guy to raise taxes. Yeah. Huh? No, not to raise taxes, really, but the last guy to balance the budget. You know what's funny? Wasn't it like uh, the Bush senior that tried to raise taxes because of the huge deficit that Reagan left him with, and he literally didn't get a second term because of it? He didn't win his primary because of it. That's how bad it was. An incumbent who lost his presidential – the Republican primary. Wait, I didn't know that. No, no, like he lost to a I culture, did not know he that. He lost to a culture war candidate. I did not know he lit they they literally had a primary and he lost. Yeah, because his promise in eight, no, 1988 was that he there would be no new taxes and because Reagan handed him a government that was 
unable to com- like fund itself completely. He had to. He literally had to. There was literally no other option. God, dude. Is George Bush Sr. evil? Yes. But, I mean, he, he started multiple wars in the Middle East. There's no way he's a good guy. But, like, he did what he had to do in that sense. But, but that is, like... I think we're, we're done with our candidates, really. Dude, um, I think that points out the full stupidity of, like, Republican politics, which the, with the constantly cutting taxes. So, like, so I can see the benefit to, like, cutting taxes during a recession to uh, kickstart the economy. Like, I've seen that. I've seen uh, that. Both, it goes both ways, really. Because I mean, you can make money out of nowhere. We were shown that, in a, like, just a few months ago. So you don't really need to raise taxes to make a stimulus program. Yeah, I don't know. I wish it was more focused on cutting the lower end of taxes so that lower people could spend more on products and then that would fund. And then like people spending more money on products would uh, give the companies more money to create more jobs and they have to create more jobs with the new money because they have to make more product to give to the people again. Yeah. like I, I, so I see how tax cuts can be a good idea in a recession. But when right now, when we are building up to the, the high greatest economy we've ever had, cutting well, taxes doesn't make sense to me. No, I meant before this. Like before it, it, it doesn't technically quantify for much longer because the stock market did recover, but people themselves are in a recession. Yeah, I meant like a pre-pandemic though, like when we were building up to the greatest economy or whatever like cutting taxes it doesn't make sense to me yeah also that's a that's a whole nother discussion but i feel like that was the exact time when we needed to raise taxes so that we could actually fund fucking social programs with all this fucking new money we're creating yeah but i mean republicans are against social programs because it benefits brown people Poor people yeah um do we want to transition to news for this week uh, how long has it been? We, we, we've been we going to... on for about an hour now. I don't know. I didn't have much to say about this stuff. I just wanted Good. to talk about how, uh, dude, it the the Trump train stuff bothers the fuck out of me. I mean, it'll be different. You got to think about like when we release this. Like we'll be on a whole different news cycle. Like to, yeah, dude. I guess it really changes everything. Yeah, dude. I guess like I'll go ahead and get this off my mind. So. The fucking have you seen all the videos of the Trump Trump parades? I've seen a I guess, couple of them, not too many. I guess that's the best way to uh, talk about it. But they go, they've been blocking up, like they blocked up a bridge in New York. They blocked up a fucking highway, just for fucking funsies. Yeah, and like people are celebrating that as like a cool thing, and it's just like I think. You know, you want to talk about, you know, it's funny, Republicans always complain about the social media bias against them, but, like, the cop bias against, like, left-wing activism is so fucking real. Like, when people were peacefully gathering in Charleston, motherfuckers were getting, like, tear gas and arrested there and all across the country. But, like, and that's, and that's protesting something that actually fucking matters, like, a real problem that exists and something that needs to be fixed. But, like... These motherfuckers just get together in trucks with Trump flags and block an entire highway for funsies. And like, no police show up. Like, it's not broken up. People aren't forced to get out of the way. Nothing happens to them. 
Do you think anyone, do you think anything's going to happen to the people that uh, tried to drive the Biden-Harris bus off the road? And no, because, I mean, we saw it with the uh, quarantine protest earlier, with they could bring guns up directly to cops and they wouldn't do anything. This is why I have mixed feelings about guns at protests when it comes to lefties. I, my, my knee-jerk reaction is like, guns always escalate violence, and so we should never have guns at protests. It's, it's a difference between, because the police are going to be, in a somewhat sense, hostile towards a left-wing protest. Yeah. But to a right-wing protest, the police already pretty much agree or those who make up the police agree on a, a lot of those things so they're they're more just doing their job in a sense at that part but like black lives matter presents a threat to their jobs in a sense i mean is that a bad thing morally no. does it though wait does it really present a threat to your jobs in a, in think... a sense it presents a it presents reckoning for their past action because a lot if you're of not them, a piece of shit cop it does not threaten your job and okay <laughs> yes a cap but like if you if you are a good cop you should be for police reform yes but i mean there's the studies there's like looking at like personal experiences of those in the police um that are quote-unquote good cops it's not easy being a good cop if you don't if you rat on somebody there's a bunch of people you know what's funny a lot of like republicans like i've talked to republicans about that and they fully acknowledge it but just don't want to do anything about it i guess because they're not republicans they're like the centrist republican that's just a republican because they want inaction they don't want to actually do anything i mean yeah you've seen a transition from a lot of people because like two a decade two decades ago libertarians and like conservative rednecks would just hate the police entirely like because they punish them yeah but now it it's who law and order goes towards because they're law and order because law and order is only going to be enforced in poor and minority communities it's not going to be enforced in middle class higher class white communities yeah, it, it always, it's like every single time it comes down to laws for you, I get to do whatever I want. Because I'm morally correct, so I'm going to do what's right anyway, so I don't need laws to stop me. Yeah, but I don't know, uh, news is probably not the best thing to talk about. Um, just wanted to give you some candidates to look at. Yeah, that, that I, just, I, I think I wanted to throw that at, at me in there, because like that stuff that stuff really bothers me, the reaction to that and the people supporting it while also being like, it's just a contradiction just really frustrates me. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to say about this Marjorie green person, what's she going to do if Trump doesn't win? Oh no, th- that'll be hilarious. That That's going to be really funny when she wins and then Trump doesn't like our whole platform is like uh, simping for Trump pretty much. Cause yeah. Cause I was looking at it like her, her main page is just, I'm a conservative wife, mother and businesswoman who a hundred percent stands with Trump and against the left-wing socialists who want to wreck this country. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's, no, it, we're going to say, wait, 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 we're wait. Gonna... there's, there's a, there's a quotation mark at the end, but not at the beginning. That's really funny. <laughs> uh, it's going to be really funny when we get to inauguration day or November 4th, late November 3rd, or whenever the election is over with, um, God knows when that's going to be. 
Um, but it's kind of going to be flipped because you saw, you remember the liberal crying compilations after Trump won? Oh, dude, I hope people don't do that if he wins this time, which I don't no, think No, if, if Biden wins, we're going to get conservative oh, crying compilations. It's, it's going to be completely flipped. We're the Chads now, baby. For now, dude. For now. <laughs> that, that'll be funny to watch. And I think it was uh, Sargon of Akkad's like, uh, secondary account he uses, to, uh, which is like Robinhood, if you've seen that account on Twitter. But um, yeah. uh, he interacts with, I believe, Mouthy Infidel a lot, which is a yeah. downfall for him because, I mean, Mouthy Infidel's a good content creator, but he only has like 3,000 subs. Um, but <laughs> he was talking about um, how, or he retweeted something that was uh, somebody talking about how funny it is going to, seeing liberals cry again when trump wins or whatever and then he um, quote tweeted a tweet that was about how funny it's going to be to watch conservatives cry and it's like this is their only reason for voting joe biden it's like you're holding two contradictory positions here and you don't see why and you're british and you don't even get to vote in this election that's the entirety of like conservatism though it's like having extremely contradicting uh, opinions and just not recognizing it yeah because you know it's like I, this is this is a bit of goofy it's another like tiktok i saw that was like you know i've i've seen democrats uh come out of republican families but i've never seen a republican come out of a fucking like super democrat family because i feel like to be a republican you just have to be fully indoctrinated in the bullshit and be really like locked into this idea of like traditional values which are so stupid yeah I hate that traditional values are holding back this country from doing better things. <laughs> it, it It's going to be a weird time in 24 hours from now. I'm not ready. I will be at a poll doing work for the campaign I'm interning with. I have to go vote. Still, <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one fucking asshole that didn't go vote early. I, I don't... I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, but Ooh. it would be, it would be uh, physically on the ground. It would be really funny if everybody voted early, so you turn up and nobody's voting at the polls anymore. I kind of hope, dude, because I went by. I uh, actually drove by uh, the early voting place on the way home, and it's like lines Boys, down the packed. road. Dude, I really, I really fucking hope it's not packed tomorrow to go vote. It's never been, but then again, I've never voted on a main election. It's my first time okay um that's it yeah i hope you enjoy the podcast um if you want to we'll be back next week (laughs) yeah we'll be back next week with guest um we should have some people talking about what's next uh for democrats and the left uh because we have no idea what's about to happen are we scared absolutely Uh, are we somewhat excited also absolutely um so uh, when you listen to this, uh, we're really hoping it's not hell times. Uh, I guess <laughs> I guess that's all. Join that uh, Facebook group. Uh, be funny in it. Uh, it'd be really funny to see people do that. Um, oh, which Facebook group? The FAP one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the, is it? Families Against? No, 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 no. It, it is the uh, Family America Project. I will link it in the description um, if you uh, 
feel in your heart that you want to join the Family America Project, please go post in there. Ah, um, uh, Project. The Fascist Project. The Fat Project. <laughs> fat, bro. Hell yeah, man. That's, uh, that's it for this week, I guess. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, thank ya. you for watching. <laughs> um, we'll be back eventually.